the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome to the second hour of Crosswalk. Typically with Gino Geraci. Today I'm filling in gladly. It's a privilege to do so. My name is Jenny Dean Schmidt. I am here with you for the next hour. I hope talking about something that you're going to find interesting. Uh, it is to me, and I think it's probably at the top of mind for a lot of people. So I'm going to tell you about that in a second, but let me give you a quick background. Uh, I host Channel Mom radio here on KRKS, also in Colorado Springs on KGFT, um, and then across the country at a variety of stations that also carry us as well. It's all about encouraging moms. And I said last hour, I won't go into great detail again, but last hour that I was in television. TV uh, was kind of my religion. Uh, it was before I was following Jesus. And I discovered that, you know, we honor all of that stuff that's in the spotlight and on stages and on our screens and we fail to honor the women and men too. But we, in my case, I'm looking at mamas. We fail to honor the women that are raising up our next generation. And when I left television and became a stay at home mom, I got that just a mom sentence down and I realized the way in which our culture had honored me when I was in the spotlight on the TV news and uh, stopped honoring me when I became a mom. And I thought this is a travesty that we're not reminding women of what no important job that is raising up the next generation where would we be without moms being dedicated to their children and sacrificing so much to raise their children well and end up being good mothers and fathers themselves and and making our world a better place and so i was very concerned that we don't honor motherhood and in the midst of all that god sort of redirected me and said or directed me in that new uh realization and said you need to go back to the media and honor mothers and remind them how important the job is and advise them and give them information because there's so little support in some ways for for mothers across the world. And so that's what we do with Channel Mom. Uh, we air right here on KRKS at 1 p.m. on Fridays, so just a few hours ago. And then also it gets repeated on Saturdays at 7 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. Mountain Time. So I'd be honored if you tune in. You can also catch it on podcast. We just put the radio show up on podcast on Mondays, so you can just go anywhere and type in Channel mom all one word and you can find us on spotify and apple what do they call it now not itunes apple podcasts i think uh google uh we're, we're all over the place just about everywhere that anywhere you can find a podcast uh platform we are on it so uh, i'd love for you to check it out and if you, you have any more interest in what we try to do for moms or want to be a part of it or want to give us a suggestion i say that kind of <laughs> with timidity because be kind if you want to do that you can find us online at channelmom.org uh, we also help moms on the ground not just in the airwaves we uh, work with moms in prisons trying to reconnect them with their kids and re-engage them so their kids don't follow the same pattern and end up in prison themselves you know kids get separated from their parents and then they think they've got no value and then they end up you know following in the footsteps so that's what we try to do with our channel mom prison outreach and then we also work with moms coming out of homeless shelters we work a lot with the Denver Rescue Mission and then we also reach out and help single moms who are struggling. Such a tough road for single moms, especially economically. So we try to help single moms and then just encourage moms however we can, both on the ground and in the airways. So that's what I do. I said I would give you a quick background that I thought might surprise you about why I wanted to talk about what I want to talk about today. 
So here I sit. I am not the story, but I am a story that I think will be relevant to a lot of you. And this is it. Um, I'm a believer, sold out, love Jesus, you know, read the Bible daily. It's deeply important to me where my relationship with God is, you know, my life. I've dedicated my life to God and, and serving my family in that, from that perspective and serving in ministry from that perspective and serving my neighbor from that perspective. So, you know, you know, this It's not news to you, but Jesus changed my life and, and I, uh, follow the, the gospel and, and, and love, uh, how my life is now that I know the truth. But I grew up in a family, and I don't want to say anything that seems like I'm disparaging or diminishing, but I grew up in a family of academics, um, some of them, you know, Ivy League ed- educated, a lot of them with master's degrees and PhDs. My daddy, my papa, actually uh, studied under, you got to be probably old to know this guy, but uh, studied under a, a pretty well-known philosopher, um, theologian named Paul Tillich out of the University of Chicago. Um, and he was cited a lot in a lot of articles and so on in the, in the mid-60s and 70s. And my dad worked for him, and he was his last assistant before Paul Tillich died. And um, so, you know, I was in Paul Tillich's life as well. So that is the perspective that my father comes from. He's a theologian. He's a PhD. He uh, taught at the Isle of School of Theology. My mom, also brilliant, PhD'd, um, worked in colleges and universities for most of her career life. Um, most of my relatives are in similar uh, roles, but but many of them also work in government. So this is the perspective I grew up with, and, and that is that science has trumped God. Modern thought has trumped antiquated thought. The Bible has been proven untrue by the latest discoveries in science and, you know, all of the the arms of science. I'm not, <laughs> not thinking of the right term, um, but, but you know what I'm talking about. Geology and um, anthropology and, and yeah, chemistry. Thank you, Kelly. Um, so it, it, I, my family comes from that perspective. So that's how I grew up. So I don't know if you can imagine, but it was extremely hard for me to find Jesus in the midst of the naysayers saying that, you know, that's kind of a fairy tale. Now, now I, you know, to be fair to my family, they find the symbolism of Christianity very profound and important. And, you know, the, the, the fact that Christ went to the cross and died. Now, they don't see that in a literal sense. They don't see, see the best story ever told is true. That everything that's ever gone wrong, every freedom we've ever abused, everything we've ever thought in a way that was, dis- you know, disparaging to a fellow human, every violent crime we've ever committed, every horrible thing that's ever happened on the face of the planet, you know, I, it was all covered by the God who created us because he sacrificed himself. He sacrificed his, his own son, part of the Trinity. So, you know, the gospel, I don't need to tell it to you, but, but I come from a family that sees that as, as sweet symbolism and not the literal interpretation and the literal interpretation. I got to tell you, means the world to me. The fact that God would do that for me, it, it, it changed my life and it made it so that I can serve others in a, from a more humble perspective, from a willingness to forgive as I've been forgiven. Um, and I, I don't know how people can just lean into the symbolism of it and just lean into the humanity of it and not to the divinity of it. Um, so that is the perspective that I come from. And, and you can imagine coming from that. And, and I'd say about 95% of my family are, are not believers in the sense that you and I would probably look upon believers. Um, 
<laughs> the last 22 years has been difficult from that perspective. I love what Jesus has done in my life, how he's allowed me to raise my children and my children are on the same page. Thank God. But just about everybody else I'm surrounded with in my family and, and relationships um, and, you know, former college friends and things like that. Don't believe what I believe. So I find myself in these times waking up in the middle of the night and thinking, I disagree with so many of the people that I love on so many key things right now. I mean, it, it can be everything from from the mere fact that I believe that Christ is who he said he was to how I view COVID to how I view Oh, the political landscape right now to how I view abortion, to how I view Roe v. Wade, to how I view mandates, to how I, I mean, so many things I differ from my family in because I find my meaning and purpose and hope and peace in God. And I would suggest to you that a banner of fear has been raised over this country and we now honor the fear of COVID over the fear of God and it is wrecking things. And so I thought I'm going to bring a pastor on and we're going to talk about this. How do we deal with our disagreements as believers with our families, with our friends and our workplaces? Cause it's tough stuff. How do you honor your mother and father, your brother and sister, your coworker, your neighbor, when you don't agree with them? And how do you do it as a believer? You can't be mean and nasty if you're a believer, I don't think. So we're going to try to figure this stuff out and talk really real about all that's going on and how we get through it and how we can love our neighbor in the midst of the disagreement. So I hope you'll stick around. Coming up, I want to get his name right, Scott Bloyer. Scott Bloyer, he's also on KNUS. He's coming up in just a few, so stick around for Crosswalk. Yeah, I just had to let that music roll. I like those lyrics. You are listening to Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. I am filling in today. My name is Jenny Dean Schmidt, the host of Channel Mom right here on 94.7 The Word. So glad you're on board with us. Uh, also in Colorado Springs. Thanks for joining us. I hope this show is a blessing to you today. I, I've kind of, you know, tried to deal with relevant things, stuff that's unfolding in our culture. So the first hour we looked at, you know, the decimation of our workforce and how do we regather ourselves and, and get rededicated to our purposes in work. And uh, now this hour, we're going to talk about conflicts in our current culture when it comes to all that's unfolding around mostly the issues of COVID, but also political polarization and it's just so much division and disagreement. Like I don't recognize this America and, and I love my country and I love my God and I've got to believe that we need help and, and we need to be rescued and to figure out a better way. Um, the enemy of our souls wants us to be divided. He wants to isolate us. He wants us to be suspicious of each other. He wants to make us angry with each other. And he's getting his way right now. And it, it, you can't sacrifice everything, in my estimation, under uh, the banner of fear that COVID has caused. So I, I am not somebody who's going to, you know, tell you that you, sh- you know, should view COVID a certain way or that it's a conspiracy or you shouldn't be vaccinated. I'm not, that's not where I'm going today. But what I am going to is I've got to believe that you've got some conflict in your life based on on your differing views with beloved family members or friends and and you want to figure out how to do this and how to negotiate and navigate that from a godly perspective. So we asked our friend uh, Scott Bloyer, Pastor Scott Bloyer, onto the show today with a little help from my friend Kelly. He, uh, Scott, is a, a Colorado native, so people love you more than me <laughs> because no. that's a good thing. And he's also the pastor of Elevation Christian Church, also has a show on 710 KNUS with his brother called the Bloyer Effect. Welcome to the show, Scott. 
So glad to be here. Glad glad Kelly gave me a call this afternoon. Okay, I am too. I'm sure you were chosen because I was praying that God would choose whoever it was supposed to be. So right. so here's my grand setup. And and you and I are going to talk about this in, in a really real and raw way. We're going to get real. Yeah. We're not going to get we're going to try to avoid being too political so we don't, you know, anger people, but um I I want to get real about how we resolve this from a biblical perspective. And so so let me tell you kind of my my story for a second so that folks can kind of be woven into this and maybe they can identify with something in what I'm saying. And then, and then you can counsel us, my friend, because there has to be a godly way to, to, to navigate this stuff. Right. So I, I sit in bed or lie in bed wide awake, staring at the ceiling, thinking, I don't know how to do this because, because I have a perspective that is biblical, because I follow Jesus and believe he is who he said he is. And I come from a very academic family who, who does not believe Jesus' story in the literal sense. Right. And, and they don't believe he died and rose again. And, and so as a result, we, we are mostly not on the same page when it comes to a lot of things political. So our response to COVID has been different. Our response to vaccine mandates have been different. Our response to masks has been different. Our response to freedom is different. Our response to, to, to Roe v. Wade. I mean, all of it. And so I lie in bed and I, you know, so tense because obviously I'm watching a different kind of news than they're watching and I'm listening to different people than they're listening to. And, and yet I hear God gently saying to me, honor thy mother and father. Love your neighbor as yourself. And, and, and I want to rile up and say, but this is what I think. And this is what God thinks. And this, and this is what he tells us. And this is freedom. And this is who we should follow. And, and I, you know, I want to kind of prove that I'm right. But, but can you speak into this right now about the conflicts people are facing every day at work, in their families, with their friends, when it comes to yeah. differing views of all that's been unfolding? See, what you're talking about is something that every pastor has had to deal with for the last two years in a, you know, real and raw way, just like you said. Um, we have people in our churches that have um, different political beliefs. We have different people that have different, you know, health beliefs, all those things. And so I think one of the things that a lot of church leaders have had to do is go, okay, what's, what's going to be, number one, the most biblical response? And then number two, what's the most loving response? Um, I, I think one of the things that I've really been walking through in an evangelistic kind of idea, is you can never convince someone that Jesus is Lord, but your life can convict them. Yeah. And so I think so much of what we do is we're going to spend a lot of time arguing with people. No one gets argued into the kingdom of Jesus. <laughs> you know, it, it just doesn't help. And and I'm not a big arguer guy. I, I obviously, um, for me, politics. I, I don't get into politics. I. In my mind, I look at the, the three crosses uh, on on the hill, and uh, Jesus was right there in the middle. He wasn't on the right, he wasn't on the left. He was right there in the middle. And so to be able to understand and be a, be a person that can walk in life with people from different perspectives, we've got to take that that place of Jesus's example. Um, and you know, and and I. After after you kind of called and talked to me uh, earlier, I went out. I I work out in my garage. We call it the Iron Garage. Very and good. So I'm out there working out, and um, it, the Sermon on the Mount just kept coming back. It kept coming back because um, in Matthew chapter five verse thirty nine, I read from the New Living Translation. I played football. I got hit in the head a lot. It's the easiest <laughs> version to read. Yes. And so um, it says, "But I say, do not resist an evil person. If someone slaps you on the right cheek, offer the other cheek also." Yeah. Now. 
I, I, I'm going to be honest. I'm, if someone slaps me, I'm probably not going to go, hey, go ahead, give me another shot. I wasn't raised that way. I don't react that way. Um, yeah. I often joke because I had two daughters and a son, and, or I have two daughters and a son, um, and, and I, I would always tell the boys that were coming over to date them, I'll make sure you know Jesus before you meet him. Um, you know, so <laughs> you sound um, like my husband. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, also, blessed are the peacemakers is, is a part of that yeah, as well. Exactly. Uh, and, and so we're supposed to be seeking peace above all else. And I do not feel peaceful when I'm in conflict when it comes to my outlook on all this stuff. Right. I mean, it's it's a it's right. a battle to to do what you're saying and to listen to the Sermon on the Mount. So So go on. What are you trying to say? Well, what I'm just saying is I, I don't know if Jesus was actually said, don't take a shot, because, I mean, you know, I don't believe we as followers of Jesus are supposed to be doormats either. But um, as I read it, I, I wonder if Jesus leading us to rede- redirect the response, yeah, right? redirect our, our reaction. Um, it, you know, maybe in those moments we don't look at someone who doesn't agree with us or doesn't believe what we believe, and we look at them with more of, of a heart of, hurt, thinking, you know, what hurt this person to get them to this place where they don't even want to receive what God's doing? Um, what what per- person said something to them? What, you know, because, you know, we, you and I both are around Christians, and sometimes Christians are not the most Christ-like people. And I wonder what, what drew that person to go, well, obviously this is, a, people that follow Jesus are ignorant because it's this weird belief. And like you said about your family, they like the idea of it. Um, but what eventually got to that person that said, I'm not going to believe this. I can't do this. Yeah. Um, and that, and that's what I've wondered. Do we do, or, or are we so worried about being right that we're not willing to redirect? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and I've just been really watching through this with, within my own life, within the people, you know, that are around me and the people of our church. Cause because ultimately, we're supposed to be, speak truth and love, Ephesians four sixteen. Yes. Um, and when we do that, we're not growing more and more in the way like like Republicans. We're not growing more and more in the way of Democrats. We're not growing more and more in the way of Independents. We're growing more and more in the way of Christ. Yeah. Who is the head of our body? And so, I, I have to ask, you know, when we're having these conflicts. Are we speaking truth and love, or are we just speaking truth? Yeah, and are we I speaking truth, or is it just love? You know, there's got to be a balance. And I want to talk about the scriptural direction that we get when it comes to the conflicts we're currently having with those we don't agree with on things like COVID and vaccinations and, and, and things like that. Um, I also want to say when you talk about Republicans and and Democrats that that there is. I, I've often wondered if when we get to heaven, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make God choose a party here. But I've often wondered if if Jesus would say, you know what, you know, to the Democrats, I I appreciate your attitude toward the poor. And if he would say to the Republicans, you know what, I appreciated your attitude toward the sanctity of life. And I thought, you know, I've got to believe that that there's a morsel of of Christ likeness in in positions in both of the parties. And, and And I'm purposely trying not to create a dividing line today where we say we're definitely from this party. Um, we're trying to find middle ground, and I appreciate that, that you're doing that. Pastor Scott Bloyer, he will be back. We'll be talking about conflicts in your life with those who don't agree with you on things like COVID, vaccinations, all of it. Stick around for Crosswalk. Hey, welcome back to Crosswalk with Gino Geraci. I am Jenny Dean Schmidt filling in for Gino today. I am the host of Channel Mom right here on 94.7 The Word, also on KGFT in Colorado Springs. 
And I'm so grateful you're on board. I hope that uh, something about what we've talked about today has resonated with you. You don't need to agree with me on every point or even like me, frankly. But uh, I hope that we're giving you some morsels here that you can apply to your own life and uh, something that can bear fruit in your life. That's my hope. Uh, it's never about me. And frankly, it's really never about Gino. It's about what we can lead you to and what you know Christ has done for you and what God can do for you in the conversation that we're having. So that is my hope today. All right. So this was my dilemma. I was thinking about the fact that I wake up many a night or can't get to sleep because I'm so concerned about the way in which I view the world so differently from my family and friends who are not believers. And I've got a lot of them. So I, you know, the, the, the prideful part of me wants to say, I, I gotta explain how right I am and how wrong they are and, and that I'm right on all of these issues. Well, I'm sure I'm not right on all of the issues, but I definitely have some very definite opinions and, um, some political leanings and all that, which I don't want to get into because that's not the point. But the point, uh, that doctor, not doctor, your pastor, you're not a doctor yet, are you, Scott? No, heck no. <laughs> pastor Scott Blair, he is a, the pastor at Elevation Christian Church, and he also has a program on 710KNUS on Sunday evenings. What time, Scott? 7 and 9. 7 and 9 or 729? Yeah. 729. 729. The Boyer Effect. You can check that out. Yeah. Um, so we're trying to, to kind of get to that place that I think a lot of you probably want to get to, which is how do I deal with the conflict I'm having in my friend groups, my work groups, my family groups when it comes to all of the disagreement that surrounds COVID and vaccinations and politics and everything else, you know, mandates, everything else that's unfolding right now. It's such a tough time for our country and for our families and for just all of it. And so you and I are trying to kind of scripturally look for some direction. But I want to I want to ask him ask the, the tough question, Scott, yeah. because I, when I lie in bed at night and I, and I get I have these conversations with my family, you know, sometimes telling them off in my own mind and saying, you don't understand. And this is this is this. And what about this? And what about the research that nobody is telling you about on ABC News? And and I used to work for ABC News, so I can say that. But what you know, what? I, I kind of want to tell people and put them in their place, you know, what's up, but, but, right. God, but God, you know, just gently, you know, how the Holy spirit speaks to you, reigns me in and, you know, and says, daughter, honor thy mother and father and, and love thy neighbor. And, and, and I think, Oh, but I also know he, he wants, I also know he wants us to stand for what's right. And so I think of things like this, you know, I, I follow the messianic Jew named Jonathan Kahn. He's a pastor out of New Jersey. I love the man, but, but I was one day talking about all the fear that's been raised over our country, a, a banner of fear, essentially. And I then so just so happened to hear a, a, a sermon by him talking about that. Like, you can view COVID however you want. You can view vaccinations however you want. But do not make it your God, because we cannot be lifting a banner of fear of these things over and above the God of the universe. And so I, that, that's one little point I want to ask you about. Is that non-compromisable? And, and then one, and we can address both of them at once. Um, the, the other one is, oh, yes, he says to have no gods before me. And I see in some ways, you know, the, the other name for Corona is crown. And I talk to my friends about this and I say, you know, the meaning of Corona is crown. Have we not put a crown on Corona and raised it above our trust in God? And so I, I, I've got to believe that we die on some hills. And so I wonder what you think of that idea, that there are some things that we can say adamantly. God does not want us to hold up anything before him and bow down to that and fear of that. And God does not want to put us, ha, have us put up fear before faith in him. So, right. yeah, what do you think? 
Well, you know, I, you're you're way smarter than me because when you said Corona, I just thought of beer. So <laughs> yeah, thought um, of a lot I, of people. Poor Corona. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> um, no, I, I think the question that I'm I'm asking myself, and I'm trying to encourage people to think through as well, is is the question: It's when your personal position takes priority over the person work of Jesus, then do you have a problem? Yeah. Right. Good question. Say that again. It's when your personal position takes your priority over the person and the work of Jesus, then there's the problem. Yeah. And I think so many people today, um, whether it's for vaccine, against vaccine, COVID, mass, whatever, I, I don't care. To be honest with you, I don't watch the news anymore. Yeah. Because I'm sick and tired of listening to people yell. Yeah. Um, no, well, actually, if you, if you look at the ratings, the ratings for TV news have gone way down. Oh, please. You know? I, I There are even shows on ESPN now I don't watch because they're always yelling at each other. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've been really trying to think, is this a personal position or is this a position that Jesus would take? You know, and, and I, again, I have to go back to Scripture. I have to go back to the Bible because that's the authority by which um, I'm going to get my guidance. And, um, you know, when I think of constantly speak truth and love, um, I think many people are so busy trying to make themselves right that they're not seeking a relationship. And, and for many of us, we're taking such a big position, whether it's politics, whether it's COVID, whether it's sanctity of life, whatever you want to go, where I could go all day long with what J- January 6th, that, that, that's divided the nation, just, yeah. just all of you it, know, yeah. All these things, um, if it's taking away from your ability to share the gospel, then shut up. Yeah. You just shut up. Yeah. Because, I mean, to me, I think too many of us are so busy trying to be right, that we're missing out on righteousness. We're missing out on what does Jesus call us to do when it comes to the gospel. And and, and in my world, um, I'm, I'm like you. A lot of the people I hang out with are not followers of Jesus. Um, I spend a lot of time um, in breweries with my brother um, and meeting the people there, and they always think it's hilarious that the pastor is showing up with his brother who works at a brewery. And, and, and I get to have conversations, but I'd rather have my life and my love and my grace and my, my, my words be more about the truth of the gospel than any other thing. And actually, and I think we've lost that. And just to be, since we're being real and honest and raw, as I said, I have actually met your brother in a brewery, not just me and him, but I happened yeah. to be at a, at an occasion there and, and met your brother. My husband loves microbreweries and things. And, oh, and so, yeah, I, I get it. You got, you got to get down with the people and, and not sort of live this holier than thou lifestyle. Um, and it's what Jesus did. And, and, and sometimes yeah. when I'm thinking about the conflict over our views on COVID, our, our views on vaccinations, our views on mandates, our views on masks, our, our views on the political division, our views on the border, our views on sanctity of all of it. Sometimes we, we can get a little holier than thou and say, well, I'm, I'm, I know that scripture backs my side and, and I've definitely gone to that place, but, but you're saying, yeah, you, but you, you know, I think of the Samaritan story where he, th- that yeah. they were pariahs in the political world of Jews. And, yeah. and, and yet he said, I, let's put this in the Bible at me meeting yeah. with the Samaritan woman and giving her grace. And I think, oh, that's an example we should be looking to. So just look at what he said. He, he, when his disciples said, why are we going this way? He actually says, I have to go this way. Yeah. 
Yeah. I have to go this way. That's right. That's right. And, and maybe there's something we have to do too. So, yeah. so again, I'm trying to be real because I am having this conflict, Scott. I am I'm lying awake in the middle of the night and thinking, I want to fight my side. I want to tell them how wrong they are about these six news stories. I want to, yeah. and I want to prove that I'm right on, you know, th- this and that when it comes to COVID and, and vaccinations and mandates and all of that. Um, but, but I also know that God is se- seeking that I, that I be a peacemaker. So, so I want to, uh, you know, the rest of this segment and the, re- and the rest of now, next segment talk about the verses that we can lean into when we when we regard uh, this these issues and and the fights over these issues and how we need to be loving our unbelieving friends when we think we're right on the issues because yeah. i don't want to lose sight of that so you keep bringing up speak the truth in love and i'm looking at the verse right now uh it's ephesians 4 15 and i'm going to yeah. read this version instead speaking the truth in love we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of him who is the head that is christ so we've only got one minute left so i'm just going to cut it off there but i want you to be thinking about that verse and and the peacemakers verse and to seek peace and pursue it um and and to regard our brothers in love i mean there's so many things we can be guided on and i want you to direct our audience about where you want to come down where where they don't accuse you of constant you know we get accused of too much compromise too so we gotta we gotta take that into consideration we don't want to compromise christ or the gospel so (laughs) we're going to solve the world's problems in the next segment scott so so stick around we are speaking with pastor scott bloyer he is the pastor at Elevation Christian Church, also on 710KNUS on Sunday nights with the Bloyer Effect. So grateful he's on the show helping us navigate these issues. Stick around for a little bit more of Crosswalk. Yeah, I sure hope help is on the way. Thank you, Kelly, for that song. Toby Mac, right? I think that's Toby Mac. Um, we are talking about something important, and I think a lot of you are probably dealing with it. My name is Jenny Dean Schmidt. I am filling in for Gino Geraci today on Crosswalk. And I try to think of something, a couple of things, actually, that were very relevant to your life, things that I've been struggling with lately. And I thought, you know, I bet a lot of other folks out there, uh, especially who believe what I believe, are also struggling with this stuff. So uh, Pastor Scott Bloyer is with us today. He is the pastor of Elevation Christian Church, also has a show on 710 KNU on Sunday night, and he's trying to help us navigate this stuff. So I'm going to set it up one more time, and then Scott's going to give us some advice about what we do when we, we were sitting at the kitchen table. I mean, just as a for instance, you know, I, um, gosh, I don't know how much I want to say here. <laughs> um, I, I, we didn't get to have Christmas with my family because of our differences on vaccinations. Um, and, and so we kind of got blocked from, from, from being with family members. Um, and, and, you know, whether you're fully vaxxed or partially vaxxed or not vaxxed at all, or whether you've had COVID or not had COVID, I, I, please don't judge me in any way. I've actually had COVID, by the way. Um, sometimes I like to say that I've been inoculated by God, but I don't know how long it lasts when you get those antibodies. So I'm not going to argue that either. I'm sure a doctor could shoot me down. Um, but, but I, I am just so deeply aware that I have some pretty staunch opinions, but that they should not supersede my faith in Christ and the way in which he asks me to act. So I want you to talk to people because I've got to believe there are a few folks that are listening to us today and saying that's too much compromise and you can't just be in the middle. You got to stand for something. You got to stand up for certain political principles like sanctity of life, things like that. You know, people live on that. They die on okay. the hill, I should say. Yeah, I got to stop you there because is it political or is it a position of Jesus? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can yeah. give a rat's butt about political. Yeah, I'm not going there. I'll never go there. But is it a position of Jesus? Mm-hmm. What does that say from Jesus? Because politics are constantly going to change. I mean, let's be honest. Back when my dad was uh, my uh, young uh, young man, you know, Republicans were Democrats and Democrats were Republicans. <laughs> 
So I don't care about politics. What is about the position of Jesus? And you read before we took a break, Ephesians 4.16 from a different uh, version. I want you to read that again. Oh, you have that again? You. Yes, I do. I will go, I'll go to it. And then I want to just land on a couple of other verses too, but I will read that version of Ephesians 4.16. I think it's NIV. Yeah, I think it's NIV. Yeah. Um, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect, the mature body of him who is the head that is Christ. Okay. So the word that jumps out to me as you read that is mature. Because yeah. my question is, in our arguments, are we being mature or are we being childish? Yeah, or, or, because in many yeah. of these ways, we are acting more childish than we are Jesus. Yeah. And and I want to say that I, I, I want you to continue. But I, but I want to say I, I went and looked at sort of the, the secular side of this. And there you cannot, you know, get through the scrolling when you go to art, articles about conflicts at workplaces, conflicts in families, conflicts in congregations, conflicts, all, all oh, yeah. the conflict that's out there over covid, over vaccinations, over mandates, over all of it. So it's a thing. But but I think you and I are saying, all right, but let's talk about it as believers. How should we navigate and negotiate that conflict to be like Christ? And I think that the one thing that you like about Ephesians 4 is that it says, 4.15, is that it says that we're, we're supposed to be more like Christ, not not looking left or right to politics, but looking left and right to where, where Christ lands um, yeah. and how we can represent him. So I'm going to go to a couple more verses, Scott, if you don't mind, and then I want you to speak into yeah. these and, and give advice based on these. All right. Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. None of us is perfect. Be completely humble. That, by the way, that was Colossians 3.13. Now Ephesians yeah. 4.2. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. And I'm hoping some people are getting convicted today. Turn from evil. This is, uh, uh, where would, yeah, Psalm 34.14. Turn from evil and do good and seek peace and pursue it. Also, we just talked about blessed are the pe- peacemakers in the Sermon on the Mount. So, so, so grab from those and, and speak into the life of anybody today saying, but, but I know I'm right. And, and I, and I think my family's unsafe if they're doing this or that. And I think they've got it wrong. And I think they're standing on the wrong, you know, the, the wrong platform. And how do we navigate this conflict with our families if we love Jesus? Okay. I'm, I'm going to go to two places because we have to understand conversations in a mature way have to go we have to look at who we're talking to, right? Mm-hmm. I don't talk to a three-year-old the same way I speak to a teenager. Um, I don't speak to a believer the same way I do an unbeliever. Mm-hmm. Um, our conversations need to be different. Um, when we're talking about people that are not followers of Jesus, I can't hold them to a biblical standard because the Bible doesn't matter to them. And so I have to be able to go back to Jesus, we're, we're speaking truth and love. I'm going to be the more mature person in that moment and speak through it. Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer deflects anger, but harsh words make tempers flare. Yeah. I, I, am I bringing about peace or am I bringing about being pissed off? Yeah. You know, it's, it's this understanding. So if it's for the unbeliever, my honest opinion, and this is my opinion because people are going to argue already, we know it, um, is I'm, I would much rather save the relationship than be right. Huh. I'd rather have the opportunity someday down the road, because here's what we know. People will follow, they're going to go talk to followers of Jesus when there's something wrong, yeah. when there's a hurt, when there's that. But if you've become such a jerk in their mindset, why would they come and talk to you? Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking of the, the unbeliever. Now, 
when it comes to a person who's another follower of Jesus, then we've got to make that conversation be different. Romans chapter 14, verse 1, accept other believers who are weak in faith and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. <gasps> yeah, I, mean, well, I know the a lot verse of people don't like that. It. We, we would much rather argue than love. Right? We, uh, it goes on in that same chapter in verse 10. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before judgment, uh, before the judgment seat of God. Yeah. You know, we, it's amazing how we want to get on our high horse and point out where you're wrong and you're doing it wrong instead of going, hey, maybe there's something I can grow and learn from this so that I can reflect and, and respond more like Jesus. Well, and we'd rather be right or prove that we're right more than, oh, yeah. we, than we'd like to love or more than we'd like to be humble. And, and so these are the tough decisions. Like, I know I read this thing that somebody sent me, you know, on, it was, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And you think, I know that I'm right about this. And then you want to prove it. And, and you're saying, no, 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 no. Just like God says, seek ye first the kingdom. That when yeah. we're thinking of these things, we need to seek first the Christ um, and, and his position and, 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 and not a political position, a position of love. And yeah. it is tough, Scott. Last words. What do you think? Best response is no response. Okay, so, so, so give us that scenario. Give us that scenario. Okay. So if I've got someone that's arguing about whether or not to be vaccinated, I'm going to say, hey, man, that's amazing. I think that's your belief. That's wonderful. I'm going to leave it at that. Because if I say anything or whatever, all I'm going to do is create an argument, and I'm not there to create an argument. Mm-hmm. My, my goal is to build a relationship, especially if they're not a follower of Jesus. Um, now, it's, if it's another follower of Jesus, we can sit down and we can go, well, what do you think? Why do you think this way? How does that work? Um, and, and do it hopefully in love and compassion. Um, but I, I think too many of us are ready to respond and not ready to listen and to pray for that person. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I think the thing that has stuck with me ever since you, we've been talking is you keep saying that you've been staying awake at night and worrying about that and worrying about this and how I respond. What if we spent more time investing when we're uh, awake at night thinking those things of praying for the people that God's placed in our lives instead of thinking about trying to be right? Amen. Or writing a sweet note of encouragement and and, and yeah. redirecting, I like you, you said. I miss you. Yeah. Uh, I wish we could have been together at Christmas. Yeah. Those yeah. kind of things. Because you're not the only person that I know that wasn't able to spend Christmas with family because of conflict over vaccination and COVID. Um, no. I know a lot of people that have, and 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 there's deep hurt in that, and I understand that. Yeah. Um, but we also know that followers of Jesus have been hurt for thousands of years. It's, it's our response yeah. to that hurt we, that we, shows who we are. We need to expect persecution, and 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 above all, Christ is paramount. And so you're just saying make that the first choice. All right, Scott, we got 30 seconds. How do they find you at the church? You can go to elevationcc.com. Find us there. I'm also on Instagram, uh, Facebook, all those things. Um, we have two experiences uh, every Sunday morning, 9 and 1045. Awesome. Um, we believe in having a lot of coffee, so we believe in Christian crack. So okay. show up and hang out. All right. God bless you. Thanks for being on Crosswalk, Scott. Hey, and thank you guys for listening. Jenny Dean Schmidt, check out channelmom.org. Listen to the show, podcast. I'd be blessed if you did that. God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.